Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Kobe White talks about his recent shooting slump and how his mentality is going to help him keep impacting the game even when the shot isn't falling. We're also going to talk about the three young Bulls players that are proven to be pillars of the Bulls' future and the stats that go into that. All that plus more. And we're going to preview the game tonight against the Indiana Pacers right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into some of the content for today. So, we got Kobe White, who's been 0 for 15 for his, for his last 15 shots from the three-point line. But when it comes down to it, Kobe White still plans on impacting the game. And for one of the first times in Kobe White's career, it's not just about shooting on how Kobe White is impacting the game of basketball and affecting wins. When you look at it, uh, Kobe said this, I've been shooting uh, it terrible, uh, shaking his head, and then you know s- saying that he's shooting a career high from 39% from three, but it's more than about that. And Billy Donovan chipping this in, I give him an enormous amount of credit. Even though Kobe didn't shoot it great, he got to the rim, had a couple of layups, missed some shots, but gave Andre Drummond the opportunity to offensive rebound, made a big shot along the baseline late in the game. He does other things to impact the game, and early in his career, he was just a high-volume shot maker and scorer. But what else he's doing if the ball isn't going in the basket? And that's one thing that Kobe White is doing at a much higher rate and a better level in everything that he's ever done at any point of his career. Kobe White right now is, is playing the game of basketball as a complete game. He said this, a couple of years ago, I always determined how I played off making or missing shots. I feel like that's that's showing how much I'm working on my game. I'm showing I can impact the game without hitting threes. I didn't want to be the one looked at as just a guy who can get hot. Whether it's going downhill, getting to the basket, or playmaking, I'm trying to impact the game of basketball. And so that's what Kobe White's doing. When you look at it, averaging six rebounds, averaging six assists as well over this stretch, Kobe White right now is playing some of the best basketball that he's ever played in his career. And while, yes, the 0 for 15 shooting from three-point range is definitely concerning, but make no mistake about it, Kobe White has made like the third most threes in the NBA while only taking the 12th most. Kobe White right now is playing a complete game of basketball. You've seen it. Sacrificing his body since the start of the season. He was one of the league leaders in, in charges drawn, him, Alice, and Alice Caruso. And I don't want Bulls fans, and I said, and I knew this was coming, and I didn't mean to jinx Kobe White when I said it, but I said that eventually he was going to start getting cold from the field. Now, he's, he's been cold from, from shooting three. He's still been pretty decent from, from overall from the field, but it was going to come. It always comes. Every player goes that no matter how good they are, they go through scoring droughts or shooting droughts where they just can't put the ball in the basket. And, you know, the great players, they do it at a much lesser rate. The good players, they do it at a higher rate. It just is what it is. Now, Kobe White has been has been playing so well, though, overall. I just don't want Bulls fans to get to the point of them judging Kobe White just off, oh, well, we all knew that it was fake because now look at Kobe. He's not making the three-pointers. He's not shooting the ball effectively. But this is a guy who's getting putting the ball on the floor. He's getting other players involved. He's, he's, he's learned at, at 
probably the best that he's ever been in his career at how to create shots for other people based off the way he's able to penetrate and he's finishing around the rim. Kobe White is playing really good right now. And yes, while this shooting slump is concerning, especially for a team that needs his three-point shooting, we need it, right? And and But Kobe has stepped into the, the Zach Levine place, basically. He's basically taken over that role, the same role that Zach Levine had. And I compared it a, a, a few uh, episodes ago to Zach Levine's best season. Kobe White is right along with that with basically the same averages. He's shooting the ball a little bit uh, less from the field, about 8% less from the field, but he's still having the same averages basically. And so, and even more so in some areas, he's averaging more assists than what Zach Levine did in Zach Levine's best season. It's not necessarily to compare the two players. They're two very different players that are very on very different teams at that. When Zach Levine, he had to be the Bulls offense basically when he had his most efficient season. Kobe White is still able to spread that out a little bit more because we're just a more balanced team and we're playing with the ball kind of going all over the place. But, you know, it's good to see that Kobe White has the right mentality even through this shooting slump of still making sure that he finds a way to impact the game because there were times where that wouldn't, that wasn't true about Kobe White. And I think over the last couple of seasons, we've seen a Kobe White who has learned that, hey, even if my shot's not falling, defensively I can st- stay engaged. Offensively I can do this. And so it comes down to Kobe just – being Kobe and playing with that level of freedom, playing with that level of concentration, playing with that level of confidence that we know that Kobe White can play with and that we've seen him play with in stretches as well. And so Kobe White is one of the young players over this stretch that has really started to show how how much they've been able to round out their game, right? It's been three. And I want to talk about why that's important. Coming into this season, one of the things that I kept harping on, don't know what any other Bulls content creator did, but I, I kept harping on the fact that we hadn't had our young players really show that they are cornerstones of what the Chicago Bulls can do going forward if we do end up losing a DeMar. If we do, I didn't think we'd be losing a Zach Levine because he was locked into a contract, but you know, just making sure that they aren't just players on the team, but they're showing that they deserve to be core parts of that team. And for a, a big part in different ways, the, our three young players are showing that. Ayo DeSumo, for example, right now, Ayo DeSumo has been playing amazing defense. And while that starting level role is kind of gone for Ayo DeSumo, and he's still going to have an impact coming off the bench, he's really blossoming in that bench role and not even playing point guard. He's been playing 90% of his minutes have been at the wing and more ma- mainly so at the small forward position. And so Ayo DeSumo learning and adapting to a new position, adapting to a new role, getting out in transition, it's been great. Over the last 13 games, Iota Sumo is averaging 10.3 points per game on 49% shooting from the field. And he's just offensively, he's just crafting a better game than what we've seen from Iota Sumo and playing with more confidence and, and getting that out in transition. It's been great to see. And the defense has just been, listen, that defense has just been just as legit as what it was that initially got him minutes on the Chicago Bulls team of just playing that brand of defense that it terrorizes the other opponent. So seeing Ayo Sumo really grow and blossom into that bench role, which may be his role going forward in his NBA career, and that's fine, right? I think some people try to, you know, crap on the fact of a player just turns into a high-level bench player, but you need that player. Every team that is really successful has that type of player on that team, and Ayo Sumo is showing that he can be that type of player for the Chicago Bulls team coming off the bench. And, you know, he's really maybe showing that the Bulls didn't even need to go out and get Javon Carter, right? Who Javon Carter, playing the point guard role, hasn't really found a shot defensively, hasn't really been what I would have expected him to be coming into this season either. But I would assume he's still showing that he could be a damn good player, can find a way to impact the game, and he's a two-way player. And because of that, it's not just about the scoring numbers. Yeah, the 10.9 or 10.3 points per game is great coming off the bench, especially at the efficiency he's scoring it at. 
But ultimately, it comes down to that you're getting a really good defensive player that's getting steals, that's getting out in transition, and that's helping the other players play this style of basketball that we want to play. And I wanted to start this off with Io because I think Io is really more important than what his numbers would dictate to the style of play that the Chicago Bulls have been able to play here recently. And it's going to be even more important, especially now with Andre Drummond moving to that starting role. Io Desumu is really kind of the it guy on the bench right now uh, with Torrey Craig down um, as well. And so, you know, we'll see how Io can, continues to blossom in this role um, coming off. Because, listen, I, I would bet, I would tend to believe I would assume was probably going to be guarding a mixture of Tyrese Halliburton and Ben Matherin tonight a lot. And those are two guys that can absolutely fill it up offensively when they get into rhythm. So it'll be good to see how Io plays in that. But the next player I want to talk about, Patrick Williams. Now, Patrick Williams has been a player that I have spent some of my time saying, hey, he's turning the corner. I just want to see a little bit more. He's doing this. He's doing that. But Patrick Williams has been putting together a solid month of basketball. Now, the Bulls Bulls team is putting together a solid month of basketball, right? Being 9-4, and four, we're doing that. But when you look at it right now, uh, Patrick Williams is averaging 14 points, five boards, um, uh, a few assists, a block, and a steal per game. He is doing that at a point in time right now that has been amazing for the Chicago Bulls team. And, you know, stepping in with the 51% shooting from the field, 48% from three-point range, and 65% from free-throw range, he is doing and shooting the ball at an effective rate with only still getting that same 10 uh, 10 uh, shots per game that we've been talking about Patrick Williams getting for a while now. And he's, he's figuring out how to make that such an effective part of his game. But then the brand of defense, and it's not just – the solid defense we've seen Patrick Williams play before. No, it's much more than that. Patrick Williams is starting to go from a place where he's one. Uh, he was he was a damn good defender to becoming one of the top defenders at the in the league, and that's not hyperbolic at all. When you look at it right now, he's he's affecting the game in a way defensively that only Alice Caruso is doing for the Chicago Bulls team, and Patrick Williams has actually been better than that. But the thing that's that's really blossoming out Patrick Williams' game outside of the cutting, the getting to offensive rebounds, and showing uh, more more dominance, getting to actual mid-range shots as well. That's one of the things in this that you got to talk about. He's not just shooting the ball from three-point range like last season and getting a couple of you know dunks or whatever. Right now, he's solid from everywhere on the court. He's the 86 percentile for mid-range shooting. Uh, with 49% from in mid-range shooting, he's he's doing that at a high level. And he's 41% from three, and he's 90th percentile in that amongst the qualified players. But like I said, I want to talk about defensively. We always know that def defense was one of the things you can bet on Patrick Williams to do and to have, but he's taking that up, averaging over a steal, over a block per game, and he has the best block percentage of any non-center in the entire NBA. Patrick Williams is starting to show that not only he could be a solid defender, but he's turning into a solid 3 and D player with some mid-range shooting ability as well. But that defense is really starting to get to the next level where he, he, he could make an all-defensive team here sooner rather than later. So especially this, keep in mind that what I just say, he is, he is in the 98th percentile. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide 
Who to put your money on? The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Um, in, in defensive uh, plus minus, and he has the best block percentage. He's the best non, non-center rim protector in the league right now, right? And he's 91st percentile in deflections. Patrick Williams is pray, playing a brand of defense that you just don't usually see from a player that, hey, is still giving out that type of output offensively. Patrick Williams showing that he's a pillar of this team as well. Now, those, those superstar comparisons and things that we saw from Patrick Williams that we hoped for Patrick Williams we got to see if he's going to be able to get to that. But right now, Patrick Williams is starting to turn into Luau Dang with a consistent three-point shot. And if he can do that for this team, that's big. And, and, you know, steady progressing. And they're still only being 22 years old. Patrick Williams still has more than enough room for growth. And that is something that not a lot of Bulls fans were still hoping for when it came to Patrick Williams. And then, of course, lastly, you got to go to Patrick. I mean, to Kobe White. Kobe White is not only just showing that he could be a pillar of the team. Kobe White is showing that he may offer right now the best situation to build around his skill set. Doesn't mean that he's going to be the best player on the team for this whole run. It doesn't mean that he's going to be the best player of the team when we become a team that can be going deep playoff runs or anything like that. But you got to look at it. 24 points per game, 6.5 assists, and 6 rebounds over this stretch since Zach Levine's been out. And he's doing it on 49% shooting from the field, 44% shooting from 3, and 83% shooting from free throw range. And like I told you guys before, he's getting to the free throw line at a higher rate than what he's done at any point of his career. And that shows a a learning and growth of the game of basketball and dictating pace. If you can get to the free throw line, especially when your shot's not falling, that's something that you can extend leads. You can get back into games when your shot's not falling, things like that. He's playing really well. But one of the key things that I want to talk about in this is Kobe White developing into a fourth quarter killer. We talked about early in the stretch how Billy Donovan didn't necessarily seem like he trusted going to Kobe White late in games and still kind of relied on DeMar. Well, Kobe White's going to make uh, 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 Billy Donovan kind of turned his head and considered that doing something differently there. Over this 9-4 and four stretch, Kobe White has averaged 8 points per game in the fourth quarter. That's 11th in the league overall. And 2 assists per, uh, per game in just the fourth quarters. That's 12th overall in the league. And in fourth quarters, he's shooting the ball 62% from the field, 52% from 3, and 82% from the free throw line. And keep in mind, that 3-point number, that's what him missing his last 15 three-pointers Imagine what it would be even if he just hit a decent percentage of that. Kobe White right now is growing in a way that, like I said, you, you, you got to look at kind of the advanced stats and analytics to really understand how well Kobe White is playing right now. He is fifth in the league in three-pointers made, which is amazing. And he, he he's only attempted, like I said, the 12th most three-pointers in the league. He's a top 10 three-point shooter in the league, period. That's it. That's it. Only Steph Curry makes... Uh, three-pointers at a better rate than, than than Kobe White does. That is putting Kobe White in an in a upper echelon that, hey, if he can continue playing at this rate, you are talking about a player that you can build your franchise around. Now, again, like I said, that's the, based off the skill set that he offers. Kobe White got to show that he's going to be able to consistently do this for a long period of time. But right now, Kobe White is playing at a level that I just need Bulls fans to really appreciate and understand 
how Kobe White has rounded out his game. I think sometimes people just put it just in the atmosphere of, oh, well, he's scoring better. Of course, he's scoring better because Zach Levine's out. It's more than that. We're seeing Kobe White make better decisions, things like that. I already talked about all of that, but even with Billy Donovan, it's just, it's, it's really great, man, to see this team play the way that it has been, to see the fact of, like, like I said, with uh, even Billy Donovan's coaching, right, be better. And we know that Billy Donovan, like I've always said, his coaching right now, um, you know, when you have a point guard playing at a high level, it's always going to be something that really helps, you know, Billy Donovan's system operate the best that it can, as well as we're moving the ball around at a great rate. Right now, this team is playing well. And when you look at the Bulls right now, over this stretch since Zach Levine has been out, if this was the way that the season started off, the Bulls right now would be the third seed in the Eastern Conference, only behind the Celtics and Milwaukee Bucks, who the Celtics went 11-2 and over this stretch, and the Milwaukee Bucks went 10-3. and So the Bulls are right there. Really, when you hear people saying that the Bulls can make a playoff run, that is why you're saying it, because we're not comparing the Bulls team to just teams that are that are around their same area that's struggling. The Bulls are playing better than that. Now, they haven't done it against the best competition, right? I, I want to point that out, that uh, that some of our wins, of course, have been teams that have their own injuries, which the Bulls have their own injuries. That's that's always a weird weird critique that I hear from players. We're like, well, we've beaten teams who they were missing some of the players. Yeah, and we are too. We've been missing Torrey Craig and Zach Levine for a long part of this stretch, and now Vooch is down too. So, yeah, we're missing play- players too. It's always funny too because people – the same Bulls fans that when the Bulls were struggling with injuries, they'll say, well, other teams had injuries. There's no excuse for the Bulls. But then when the Bulls who have injuries beat other teams with injuries, those same people say, oh, well, those teams were missing players. That's why the Bulls were able to beat them. What? Talk about holy double standard, Batman. Like, what are we talking about here, right? But the Bulls over the stretch, of course, have had quality wins over the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, New Orleans Pelicans, who are our above 500 team, the Miami Heat, that are always a tough team for us. As well, the Philadelphia 76ers, which is another tough team. Yes, they were missing players in that also. And so this Bulls team is beating teams right now. They got to keep it up. And we got to see that it's going to be legit. But like I said before, they're heading into an area where um, they're heading into an easier part of their schedule. So we'll see how they go. But talk about our schedule. We got the Indiana Pacers coming up tonight for the Chicago Bulls. And this is a team that I'm excited to see a couple of different matchups that are going to be here for the Chicago Bulls. Keep in mind, the Indiana Pacers are coming to this. Bruce Brown is their only player that's out with injury. So you're getting, for the most part, most of their, their actual roster here. And Tyrese Halliburton, who's just been killing it right now, um, he's tw- averaging 24 points per game. He's their only 20-point-per-game scorer. But you got Miles Turner right under that at 17, Ben Matherin with 13, and we know Ben Matherin can absolutely fill it up. And then uh, the big teeth himself and Buddy Heald out there as well, averaging 13 points per game. But this uh, this Indiana Pacers team has about eight players averaging double figures per game. Now, Bruce Brown is out, so take that one out of it. So this is a team that spreads the ball out and spreads it around. So the Bulls defense has to be on its P's and Q's coming into this game. We have to be that team that sets the tone with our defense. And if we can do that, that's where we can start making some movement in the areas that we need to see the movement made in. The Indiana Pacers also are the best offensive team in the league with 126 points per game. So that defense is even more important. Keep in mind, we just faced the number three overall offense in the league in the uh, Atlanta Hawks that came into the game averaging 122 points per game. So the Bulls are going to have to f- play that solid defense. The, the Pacers also are averaging the, uh, the the highest field goal shooting percentage at a te- as a team at over 50%. The Milwaukee Bucks are the only other team averaging 50% shooting as a team. So we have to look at those things as well and make sure that we come into this game prepared. And if the Bulls do that, if the Bulls can come in here and play that brand of defense that we know that they can play, listen, the Indiana Pacers are more than susceptible on their defensive side of the ball. They are the second worst defensive team in the league. 
The only deep team that's worse defensively than the Indiana Pacers are the Washington Wizards. So the Bulls' offense can get off and get going against the Indiana Pacers, and we have to have a solid defensive plan. We got to come in here and, and execute right away. We cannot allow a team like the Indiana Pacers, the highest scoring team in the NBA, to get off into a big lead against us like we've given up in some other games. And how do we weather the runs? This team is going to go on a run. It's going to happen. You can't, you can't deny it. You can't overlook it. They're going to go on a run. But how the Bulls weather that when they go on the run, can they score themselves when they're going on that? That's, that's what you got to look at. Now, the Pacers, on top of being the second-worst defense in the league, also average uh, allow their opponents to shoot the highest field goal percentage shooting in the league, even worse than the Washington Wizards. So if the Bulls can hit their open shots, they can move the ball around, create those lanes, create those opportunities, get out in transition based off their defense, keep the Indiana Pacers off the offensive boards, those are things that the, that the Bulls can use to definitely be in this game against the Indiana Pacers, a team that, hey, coming into the season, most teams had the Pacers as, as being listed as that team that was going to step up and take, their, take it to the next level. And so you got to look out for that with this, Bull, with, with this Indiana Pacers team. They're not a great offensive rebounding team. They're not terrible either. They're right in the, kind of in the middle of the pack. The low middle of the pack is where they are. So if the Bulls can keep them off the offensive boards, while we get offensive boards ourselves, and that's where Andre Drummond can play a big part in this for the Chicago Bulls. Hey, listen, this is a game where the Bulls can definitely be in. I think it's going to be fun. The matchups are all going to be entertaining. Kobe White versus versus uh, Tyrese Halliburton is going to be fun to watch. Like I said, Io DeSumo and the defense that he's going to play on a player like Ben Matherin, it's going to be important to see how this team steps up in these moments. And I, for one, I think it's going to be a fun game. Miles Turner uh, against uh, against Andre Drummond. They're now starting Jalen Smith at that four position. So Patrick Williams is going to have a test in front of him as well because Jalen Smith, while he's not you know the most amazing scorer, he's an efficient scorer, averaging 10 points per game and doing that at 69% shooting from the field. So Patrick Williams is going to draw a really decent matchup in this game. So let me know what you guys think, man. Coming into this game, we'll be live for the pregame, halftime hangout, and postgame shows all live on the channel. So make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel as well to make sure you get the notification for that content. But that's my time. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all, because it's game day. And we'll see you guys tonight, y'all. Love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.